ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio, right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network, where I, your host, Ted, along with my co-hosts, the new mouth of the South, Tyler Peters, the Brazilian giant, Venetius, the temptress witch, Ivy, and the senior ref, ref, Amy Veronica, talk everything pro wrestling. It's the indies, the pros, everywhere you go. Let's jump right into Rewind Wrestling Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Rewind Wrestling Radio right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network. And I am your host, Ted. I am here with Nelio. Nelio and I are on the same show. What is this black fucking magic? Uh, and we got ref Amy Veronica. And for a short time, we've got the new mouth of the South, Tyler Peters. Although Tyler Peters is fucking betraying us tonight and going and doing another podcast during our time slot. <laughs> Figures, guys. The bad boys of podcast. Woo! Yeah. Look, Tyler's going to leave us because he needs to review sex toys that he probably hasn't even tried <laughs> yet. Well, that's pretty good. That, that's oh, exactly Oh, man. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Wow, coming at home. Maybe if you tried them on air, you'll increase their viewership. <laughs> I doubt that. I'm probably they'll probably listen, go away. Probably listen, go it, away. if it doesn't say pocket pussy on it, don't use it. It's a knockoff. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, make sure wow. you understand that uh, you can't return it after you take it out of the box. That, I've right. had that yeah. issue multiple times. <laughs> That's right. No refund. So yeah, <laughs> I got it. Barely oh used. shit! Lightly used. Lightly used. <laughs> <laughs> you can sell it on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate it here so much. All right. So uh so folks, you know, we don't know where Ivy is, by the way. Ivy is probably off the Guys, we need to put things. out an APB. Um for <laughs> a missing person. I need a bolo. I need a bolo. Oh if you're listening to this on Apple Podcast, uh pause it and dial nine one one. If it's on the YouTube, just use your phone, dial nine one one immediately. Missing person. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Samuel, don't do that. Ivy is fine. We just don't know where she is right now. Don't, don't do it. I got to say it because I know Samuel is like, he's very on top of us. And if you say to do that, he might, he might do that. Don't do it, Samuel. I promise. Everything's okay. (laughs) Oh God. Um, He's he's a loyal listener and and he is very concerned about all of our Don't ever do anything that's, that is said in this podcast, especially when I tell people to start taking drugs and stuff like that. (laughs) Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah, uh, look at those eyebrows. The eyebrows tell the story, folks. <laughs> they really do. Oh, man. So it's been a minute since, like, we were all here to just, like, kind of vibe with each other. And, I, of course, now Ivy's not here. Like, the one night we were supposed to all just kind of be here to vibe, and Tyler's leaving early. Well, well at least I'm here, though. I mean, you know. You know. Yeah, at least I'm here. That's like, that's like you know, an <laughs> addict being like, well, I went to the meeting. It's because I used right afterwards, well, you know. Yeah. I went to the meeting, you know. This um, is true, yeah. So – so we've got some uh, some stuff that we can just kind of chill and talk about tonight, which is kind of cool because yeah. uh, it's been a minute since we've just like talked about wrestling. But uh, I think I want to start tonight by by talking about the uh, the Money in the Bank pay per view because I'm um, I, I I've I've always been of the opinion that the Money in the Bank ladder match was a great ladder match to have at WrestleMania because then it made sense that it had to be cashed in by wrestle like by the end of the night of WrestleMania the next year. You know what I mean? Um, But since it became its own pay-per-view, like just like Hell in a Cell, like Hell in a Cell was great when it was like at a random, you know, on a random pay-per-view. When the feud called for it, Hell in a Cell was wonderful. 
when it's right. like three Hell in a Cell matches in October, it's stupid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so I, I mean, I don't know. Dad, I, I got to like... give you one major point there. I never thought of it like that. When it was on WrestleMania, you had until next WrestleMania. It was yeah. just a nice little bookend. Money yeah. in the Bank was a nice little bookend that like was, and then now when it's its own pay per view, it's like it's this issue that WWE constantly has of more is more. Mm-hmm. It's like no, sometimes less really is more. I know they're cutting down on the pay per views. Remember when every pay per view was like five hours long? Yeah. And they're like, let's make this its own thing. Let's give you three Hell in a Cell matches. I think sometimes less really is more. But continue, go ahead. No, I, I wholeheartedly agree. And uh, so I, I want to get Tyler's take on this. Huh, see what I did there? Yeah. Um, I want to see. I want to get Tyler's take on this. Um, <laughs> I just got which, it. which which <laughs> which you'll be able to read all about on Sportinarium.com because Tyler's doing some writing yeah. for our, oh, our UK distributor Sportinarium. Dude, Tyler's Tyler's takes. Uh, Tyler doing the CCW fanzine has been wonderful. I love you, man. Oh, Fantastic. thank you. I, I, I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Hey, Nelio, you know what I'm still waiting for? Like a year later, bro. My CCW T-shirt. Oh my goodness! I'm just, I'm just saying. Like I, I signed I signed my deal like a year ago. And I still haven't gotten my goddamn T-shirt. You're, yeah, you're you're exactly okay. <laughs> what size are you, Ted? I'm an extra large. Actually. All right, I will find one and I will send it. Thank Please, you, thank Amy. You. Tomorrow, uh, you're gonna Amy, Amy tomorrow Jamie, at, Jamie, okay, take care. Black Box Theater. She's gonna steal somebody's XL and just. Send it. <laughs> Off of their body, it has Just to be off of somebody. She's gonna rip it off uh, during the match. Hey, yeah. whatever I'm fine works. With it. If it's used, then it's it's like worth more, right? Like, yeah, yeah. It depends on who's used it. it depends on who it is. Like, if it's like Sophie Castillo or Marina, it's worth more. If it's Tyler, it's worth significantly less. <laughs> well, <laughs> well it, it's got to be. I mean, look, look at who you mentioned. Of course, it is. I mean, that's you right. Know, you that's got right. Marina Tucker. That, that Le- makes sense. Layla Gray and. Yeah, Layla Gray. Perfect. Perfect. I'll make sure they all wear the shirt. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Just, like and just send me grand. one of them, you know. But you know, I doubt that Marina's gonna be wearing extra What's large. Like... Hands, right? <laughs> 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 all right. Well, Tyler, let me get let me get your uh, your input on this before you have to go abandon us to go do this other podcast. Um, <laughs> well, Benedict podcast. Arnold here. Yeah, yeah. Figure podcast, guys. You know, son of a. Anyway, um, so Tyler, tell me, what do you, what do you think? Is the Money in the Bank pay per view overkill, or is it, uh, or do you find that it's more enjoyable than when it was just a match on the WrestleMania card? I, I'm gonna seem boring and agree with you guys. I think it does mean more when it's in WrestleMania because they're they're chasing the championship. To me, it's you know just filler. So a real exciting answer, but you know you guys brought up great points about it. So really, just adding on to that. So yeah, it's filler. It, it it doesn't mean as much. It's like killing a cell. They're they're kind of the same difference. Do we think that this is, um, that this is uh, par for the course with wrestle? You know, with 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 wrestling pay per views not happening as frequently anymore. Like AEW, uh, NWA, MLW, they have their major events like once a quarter, right? Um, mm-hmm. WWE has like their giant pay-per-views once a quarter, but then they have another pay-per-view every month. And God, remember the time when, when the brand extension two. meant something and you had two pay-per-views each month. <laughs> that was so exhausting. You know? <laughs> yeah, where's that at now? $35 time too, right? That was nutty. Yeah, it was nuts. Remember when it was like two pay-per-views a month and they cost like $55? 
Yeah. I mean, it was Crazy. very expensive. To watch, to watch like Batista versus uh, John Mason Cena for Ryan. the 8 millionth time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I mean, listen, I think that that system worked a lot better for the WWE after the brand extension when it was like one month it was SmackDown's pay-per-view and then one month it was Raw's pay-per-view because then they had time on each show to build towards something that kind of culminated and it made it so that it really felt like it was two different shows but at this point it's just like man uh i I just saw this match on raw like two weeks ago why am i why am i watching Mm -hmm. it on the wwe network right now so i don't know i feel do we feel like that the wwe needs to get more with the times or do we think that their system still works and it just needs to be tweaked um uh, and i'm interested to hear what you guys have to say for that amy what do you think about money in the bank money in the bank the wwe (laughs) pay-per-view schedule just you know um, shoot on wwe and tell them how bad they suck you know so as far as money in the bank i do think having the pay-per-view devoted to it is kind of stupid um even if you're gonna like yearly have the two money in the banks you have to have the women's and the men's i'd put them on different of the big uh, different pay-per-views of the big four so like one could be Mm. on wrestlemania one could be on Survivor Series. So that way it still feels fresh every six months when they have it. I still love Money in the Bank, but let's be honest, the last like four have been flops. Absolute flops. Wrong. Wrong. hmm, Continue. (laughs) But um, like, it's still like, if I think back to some of the coolest moments of wrestling that I like remember, like obviously Edge's cash-in was amazing. Mm. Seth Rollins' cash-in at WrestleMania was amazing. And then, um, I remember Bailey did it uh, in one night against Charlotte. Like that, I thought that was great. So I'm excited that because it always adds something new. But lately, they've been disappointing. So, but and as far as pay per view structures, like timing wise, I kind of like what NXT and AEW are doing, where they have their big pay per views. Like NXT obviously has more than AEW, but they're making also their some of their weekly nights special. So like, um. Then they have Halloween Havoc was just a ra- mm-hmm. uh, one in the middle of Halloween. Um, the NXT or the Bash. AW. Yeah, like all those things. They're making yeah. the, the, the weekdays feel special yeah. rather than putting it on pay-per-view. So I kind of like that aspect. And then it doesn't seem as bad sometimes when, when uh, the big four for AEW come around and you'll put down that $50 because you're not getting it every month. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like it how costs it costs $50? Yeah. Yeah. It's expensive to watch that their shows. Yeah, AEW. Ridiculous. <laughs> well, hopefully they get that uh, some kind of network I deal. Think, <clears throat> I think uh, uh, Money in the Bank was interesting as a cinematic. I think the actual cash-ins, like there wasn't a cash-in, right? Oscar just got the belt and then, mm-hmm. uh, like, I don't know, Otis drank some bleach or something like that. He lost <laughs> it to the Miz. Product, but... Uh, <laughs> He just didn't uh, like nothing happened to it. But the actual match itself was like kind of interesting, oh, no. and cinematic. So yeah, I like I the think cinematic. You take your statement back, Amy, in its entirety. Uh, Tyler, what do you think? You already got to Tyler. Yeah, you already did. Are we just repeating it? That's not going to be very fun. Yeah, go ahead. Somebody jump in and save me. No, uh, no it yeah, was my take. It was, I, I it was your take. I thought about it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think wrestling. I think wrestling is like. Um, I think wrestling is. It needs to change, uh, and I think AEW is going back to a more classic um, feel because their pay per views a cost fifty dollars, 
I just found out. And B, they happen way less often. So it's like one of those things like, like uh, uh, when wrestling was really good, that's kind of how the format was. So maybe they think that that's the way to go. You know? uh, I think that's fair. I think so. That that's so the WWE again is always this like thing of more is more. But you look at your goals, you know, like uh, you have to outline your goals in your life. And I think if WWE is outlining its goals, I think its goals have changed recently. I think the idea mm-hmm. of having so many, um, so much uh, content leads you to look at someone like a Disney or an HBO or a, a Viacom or whatever. Xfinity, NBC, all these uh, billion-dollar corporations, and those people don't sit around and say, dude, WWE has Kenny Omega. Like, they don't care. They just want the metrics of how much time, how much content, how many human beings watch it. They don't, you know, uh, I'm sure they're fixated on the Chinese, uh, uh, the new Chinese market that's going to be opening up, uh, the Indian market WWE is focused on, and the fact that it's a global brand as opposed to, like, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, 700,000 like uh, uh, rabid fans of a product uh, as opposed to, you know, billions of people who know what the WWE is. So once that happens, I think it's going to be a situation where the WWE cashes out and then All Elite Wrestling will have to kind of make its decision to go down the road of being more like the WWE or being something else in its entirety. But uh, it's a very strange situation where the most fun wrestling company to watch <clears throat> is definitely not the most profitable one. So, um it's going to be weird, you know? Yeah. I think, I think that you have a, uh, you have a good point there. I think yeah. that the, at the end of the day, we're, we're still in the infancy with AEW and right. it's, it's hard to compare apples to oranges. You're, you're one. There's moments where AEW feels like impact from 2000 and like two or three really good but like you know impact at the time had more people watching every week if you it's so weird to think about it you know it's yeah. like back then oh a, a million viewers was uh you know watching impact every week and they're like oh this is a disaster and then now seven hundred thousand people watching all elite wrestling and people want to you know give their first porn to the church of all elite <laughs> <laughs> you know who knows like that's not far off yeah. the future holds you know yeah yeah for sure for sure and um, yeah, I mean, I I, just, I feel like I'm not excited. I'm not excited about this pay-per-view in any way, shape, or form, with the exception of the fact that Ricochet is in the Money in the Bank ladder match, and because he's in there, I know that I'm going to get a match that I'm like, oh shit, like this is this is amazing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to get yeah. that one moment in the show. I know I'm guaranteed that moment in the show where he does something nuts that I'm just like, okay. And it'll be a well-placed spot, you know? And that's always been one of my, one of my biggest critiques of AEW that the, uh, um, that's always been my, my biggest critique of AEW that it's just spot after spot, after spot, after spot, after spot, after spot, right. Where WWE still has those spots and they place them very strategically. But the problem is then their finishes look the same in every match throughout the night what what does that say what is it, you, zero? Feel, you feel uh uh you feel uh AEW zero, sugar. <laughs> zero sugar okay not nice to know yeah. zero Man, sugar i'm not i'm not, not sugarcoating anything <laughs> oh man this is a shoot 
Where are we going so, from here? Uh, what are you saying that all elite wrestling's uh, finishes you feel are the same? No, no, no. I said, I said AEW's got just like spot after spot after spot after spot in a lot of their matches. Um, whereas I feel like WWE places their big spots better um, so that they mean something a little bit more. But that I feel like WWE's finishes, like on a Monday Night Raw, you might get four roll-up finishes right. over the course With of DQs. three hours. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> so like the finishes are all the same over the course of a card in, in, a, sing, in, a, in a single night in the WWE a lot of times. Um, but I feel like the, the spots mean more. And I feel like the money in the bank in particular, they really protect when those big spots happen in that match. Um, yeah. to make it something really spectacular. Um, do, you feel, do you guys feel that, like, for the people working in the company, um, like, that the COVID era has kind of, like, rendered a lot of, like, the day-to-day wrestling uh, meaningless, right? Like, pre-COVID era, wrestling just appeared to feel a lot more important than it does right now and i feel like as human beings we kind of like went through a, a a time that like shifted the culture and paradigm of like how we live and i think literally the wrestlers who wrestle in these companies uh are taking the entire process less seriously just because of what we went through and i think that affects what like i mean just like some people just say that it just feels lazy the wwe feels lazy and i feel like it's more of a situation where um, and it might be that it's like just like the, another issue of like more is more. There's just too much content to keep everything fresh, you know. Mm-hmm. But I also think that there has to be something like uh, I see it in my normal day life, like uh, in the construction business. Like people are just not as um, things aren't as important as they were. So I think just in general, the WWE uh, maybe is falling into that, you know, where I feel like. Uh, the guys on top at all the wrestling, they do feel like they're changing the world and, you know, whatever, whether, whether they are or not, you know, like they do feel that way that they're, they're single thing that they do is incredibly important. You know, like Kenny Omega uh, wrestling uh, a three-way match with Pac and Orange Cassidy, at least they make it feel that it's like the most important thing in the world, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Agreed. I, I, um, I don't know, but this card is starting to shape up. And I'm um, just like, oh, okay. And as Will and I always used to say, it's generic WWE pay-per-view, 7,350,000. You know, it's like, it's just another one there. Oh, there's one other thing that's, there's one other thing that's hurting the WWE. There's no conceivable person who can defeat uh, uh, Roman Roman Reigns. Uh, it's going to have to be someone who comes in like from outside the company, like Brock Lesnar or uh, The Rock. And, and that's actually going to hurt because I don't care who he's going to wrestle, you know? Because mm-hmm. whoever it yeah. is, like, it's like, oh, well, was Cesaro going to be the one? Like, it's like, oh, this will be a good match. Cesaro will do a bunch of stuff. Get, like, what did really I tell you about bashing Cesaro? The IWC is going to nail us now. What the hell? I know. You know my, my, my house They're almost is, as uh, bad as the Alicia Fox stands. People are going to be coming for me. Alicia Fox, yeah. People are going to be coming for me. They're going to be coming for my uh, Pitchforks and torches. They're going to be yes, and me, torches. Um, because uh, they're going to say really mean things on the internet. That's right. And that's, that's right. really, that, the truth of the matter is, you know, uh, you could talk about money. You could talk about respect. You could talk about your business and your family. But nothing is more important than what people talk about on the internet. That's incredible. 
that right. trumps all. That's right. I think, I think, uh, uh, you know, we're in a time where we need to revise the truth. You know, uh, there's God, there's country, <laughs> there's family, and there's what people say about you on the internet. <laughs> Okay. Talking with, to you, Bob two three six sixty nine. Yeah, you keyboard warriors out there. You know yeah, what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. People who don't know how to, how to spell your people yeah. who don't know how to spell your all right. Yeah. And that's been me. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the writer supposedly knows how to write. I've done that plenty of times. Okay, where's that it? Perfect. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, my friends. We're going to take a very, very quick break. We're going to, we're going to say goodbye to uh, uh, Tyler. Uh, there's a really interesting, realistic, <laughs> double-sided wrestling yeah. toy that yeah, he needs to go to online on the internet, and you can you can see that. Oh man! <laughs> that and thank, thank you, Nelio. Uh, so, folks, yeah, thank a you. really yeah. quick break here, and when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna be still chatting it up. Me and Nelio and Amy are gonna carry on the show, even though Tyler is yes. being that guy for uh, for just a few minutes here, and he's not he's gonna bail out on us. But when we come back, we're gonna be uh, talking some more about the world of professional wrestling. Please stay with us as you hear from our good friends over at Coastal Championship Wrestling. For 17 years, the dominant force in professional wrestling in South Florida has been Coastal Championship Wrestling. Join us every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, for the best weekly episodic professional wrestling in America. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I started doing the thing. Now I got to get revved up for it. That's right. That's right. I got you. I got you. Ready? I got you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network. You see that it's me, Amy, and Nelio. We are all here, and you just heard all about why CCW Wrestling, Coastal Championship Wrestling, is everything that you want in professional wrestling. And uh, Nelio, I think you got some 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 big Yeah, I think screw it. Let's, let's drop some news. August 20th. Okay, well, first of all, in nine days, uh, July 10th, we have Christy Janes versus Jamie Senegal. Marty Bell challenges Marina Tucker for the CCW Women's Championship. We have the uh, Headbangers versus the Resident Scumbags, uh, Lou Spector, Vic Arson, and Miami Mike. That match is going to be awesome. Um, plus, uh, just a wonderful card in general uh, in, in Port St. Lucie uh, in just uh, uh, next Saturday. But our return to St. Lucie, August 20th, the day before uh, SummerSlam, uh, we are going to be there. Um, I haven't even named the show yet, but our main event is, it, it was just signed today. It's official. Um, the Machine Brian Cage returns to CCW uh, to wrestle Rich Swan. So no. that one's just going to be unbelievable. You know, Boom. that match is going to go all night long. Boom. And then Moose, Moose, Moose makes the CCW debut. He will wrestle Cha, Cha, Charlie, August 20th. And Port St. Lucie is going to be uh, an amazing event, an amazing show. I'm so excited to bring Moose in. I'm, uh, I spoke to him on the phone. He's hilarious. He's a really good guy. He's a really fun guy. And uh, it just keeps rolling along. You know, CCW is doing the best that we can do to do, you know, to do the best. Uh, I expect this week or next week, Brian Cage versus Vasad to drop on the YouTube. That match was out of this world. We have a bunch of Davey Richards stuff that's dropping. So be on the lookout. But, and obviously August 28th, which is, 
my goodness, a little over two months in Nashville, we're going to have uh, Brian Cage versus Davey Richards. So um, a week before that, he's going to be wrestling Rich Swan. I, I totally forgot about all this. So, um, you know, we're going to kind of, we're kind of re, we're kind of recharging the ammo and we're going hard out the gate. Two great shows this weekend, an amazing show next weekend. And then uh, after that, it's just off to the races. That's absolutely incredible. Okay. Absolutely incredible. And folks, you're hearing it here first on Rewind Wrestling Radio. All your news for CCW right here, right now. Awesome stuff. Super excited to uh, to have that going on for you, fam. That's, that's awesome, man. And uh, folks, before I forget, I do want to say that we are being distributed now by Sportinarium Radio. Uh, our friends over in the UK are taking very good care of us, and we appreciate that our listening audience is growing over there each week. Thank you so much. And they've been they've been taking our show and replaying it like two, three times a week now because awesome. because mm-hmm. people are, are listening to it, and it's awesome. Well, that's, and, uh, that's, that's a coincidence because I eat bangers and mash three, four times a week. There you go. I just, like every night, I just tell my, I tell my wife, I say, hey, I better get a huge, big piece of fish and chips or I will beat you just like a British guy would. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I love I how we so switched much. meals. I love how I, you switched meals. Yeah, you, you, you <laughs> eat them both. I eat them both. Uh, you're, you're, <laughs> more than one meal a day. You're, you're, you're an awful person. Um, so anyway. Like, uh, you know, I love, I love meat pies. Uh, big fan of the meat pie. I really am. All right, well, Sweeney Todd. Do, uh, know, before COVID, I would, go to, I would go to London at least once a year or twice a year. I love London. Uh, I know London as well as, you know, most people, I know London as well as like a Northern England guy knows. He goes once a year and he sees whatever. Um, and uh, I can't wait to go again. And I'm excited that Sportinarium is there. I've been, I've been working with a gentleman, Dan Adler from Daily Wrestling, who's a, a, a Brit himself. He's stuck there on the island. He'll be doing a, uh, he'll be doing some work with, uh, with me at uh, the CCW arena coming up uh, uh, this month. But, you know, it's all these Brits, you know. I love your That's culture. Right. I love your beer. You know, That's I love right. your dentist. I love everything you, about England. And you know what else I love about them is uh, is their wrestling apparel company over there, thirteen ten. These guys do uh, so much great work, and they are working directly with Sportinarium now. And uh, please go over and check out both of those websites, Sportinarium.com and thirteen ten apparel dot dot com. All right, folks. So as we uh, we roll on through here, we are going to be talking a little bit about SummerSlam. So you guys got to discuss SummerSlam 2002 last week. I was super pissed off that I didn't get to be on that show because that's my favorite pay-per-view of all time. That's the first pay-per-view I ever ordered, right, in my, in my own house because my parents didn't have cable until I was in eighth grade. And that was the summer after eighth grade for me. And me and my friends from eighth grade, uh, Paul and Kevin, I still remember exactly like where we were all sitting. And I was super hyped up that Shawn Michaels was making his return. And so I begged my parents for like a, like a solid two weeks. I was like, please, please, I need to order this pay-per-view. And my parents had never ordered a pay-per-view before. They didn't know what was involved with it because they didn't have cable. Um, so they you know they thankfully they let me and uh i still remember to this day 
we were like so amped up about the pay-per-view and like we were just like all like giddy about the fact that we were all getting to watch SummerSlam live and we didn't have to like go to the video store and get it a month later so we could watch it you know from like Blockbuster or something and um and we were like running around and like we went outside to play basketball for a little bit and you know and, and everything like that and when we came <laughs> back in uh we were <laughs> we were running around and uh, my parents have like glass panels in their door. <laughs> and uh, one of the kids ran into the house and he went to like shut the door and lock us out. And I went to put my hand out <laughs> and my hand went straight through the glass, you know? Oh gosh. <laughs> oh man. Uh, it was, it was great. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And then I got banned from doing it ever again, you know, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, man. So this was my, like, I, I have very distinct memories about like, everything about this pay-per-view for me and um that's how i actually came about my favorite bible verse actually as well because when Shawn michaels came out Mm -hmm. he came out with the philippians on his uh on his tank right and i was like what what is that bible verse on his thing so i went and i got my bible out and i like i read it you know and my my friends were like oh that's so fucking cool you know like because it's like i have power to do all through he who and you know or i have the the strength to do all through all who empowered me um so it was like it it was really cool really cool but anyway um i i actually think that the o2 SummerSlam may be arguably obviously the the best pay-per-view in wwe history um i think that there are a couple ahead of it but in terms of just how widely it's accepted but for me my favorite pay-per-view of all time for sure um that being said, we're coming up on SummerSlam, right? We just got done talking about Money in the Bank in the last segment and uh, how we all think that that's a waste of time and a waste of space, right? Um, but we've got SummerSlam coming up, and uh, there's the rumor mill's already going for what could possibly be happening at SummerSlam this year. Um, you know, the rumor is that Brock is coming back. Uh, the rumor is, is that we're going to start the, the trail for Roman to go one-on-one with the Great One. Um, the rumor is that John Cena is going to be in the house and that he's going to show up at the first live audience show, um, for WWE. And then he's going to get booked for SummerSlam. And, um, you know, they're pulling out, they're pulling out all the stops here. And my question to you guys is knowing that this is going to be, um, ramping up, right? Because the, the, w, the, the folks over the WWE have got to like get amped up about the fact that there's going to be people there. Right. They've got to be like that. It's got to bring a different level of, uh, of feeling for them. Um, do we think that this is going to amp up and climax to a pay-per-view that could be on par with SummerSlam 02? Uh, so with that being said, I mean, Ted, you're talking about a lot of things. You're talking about a lot of climaxing, pulling out. I mean, Ted, <laughs> you better be really good. I think you're insinuating that the re- professional wrestling fans better be prepared to fight <laughs> this summer. <laughs> oh, I hate That's you not so what I think you're ins- insinuating. Sorry, uh, my friends over at the Sportinarium, you know? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Amy, what are your thoughts? <laughs> um. I, I really don't think, even if it, all the rumors wind up being true, like John Cena, Brock Lesnar, all that coming back, I, I don't think as far as, like, the atmosphere, because, like, watching t- uh, SummerSlam 2002, 
like just seeing like all the rabid fans and like signs like that that they used back in the like attitude area ruthless aggression area it just seems like fans were just a lot more excited back then and then uh something that um really struck me um about like the atmosphere of early 2000 pay-per-views i miss the flashing of cameras I miss that. Like when you see Shawn Michaels going for the elbow drop and when he's flying in the air, you see all the flashing of the cameras. Mm-hmm. I freaking miss that. You don't really see that anymore unless it's like artificially done through like lighting in the back. Like it, that to me, like just, it's, uh, it felt so good to watch that pay-per-view. And I just don't think, especially WWE slowly going to be incrementing fans back. I don't think they're going to capture that same excitement. I don't think the pay-per-view is going to be bad. Because, like, they usually do good around SummerSlam, but I don't think it's going to match SummerSlam 2002. I think it's a fair assessment. I think it's a fair assessment. Yeah. Nelio, what do you think? I, I, I think... Uh... <laughs> I know it's funny, like, like... at home, go ahead and tell... <laughs> yeah, don't watch SummerSlam. Go out and try drugs. For <laughs> <laughs> it's summer. Do you remember when the streetlights would come on in the summer you could stay out later? You could kiss a girl, like some girl is in town, you don't know, you kiss her, you make out, you try drugs for the first time. <laughs> don't, don't miss those opportunities to watch professional wrestling, kids. Well, that doesn't, I mean, I know I'm explaining a Midwestern American summer, but if you're out there in England, I'm sure whatever the equivalent you, you, you guys have for streetlights and baseball and whatever else, and girls, you know, whatever you kids do these days you know i'm sure you, I, I mean i know for a fact you have drugs in England, but go and do all of those as he's done to- all of them while he's there by the way yeah <laughs> but it's funny if you want to talk about drugs in england no um let's go and and also say uh this SummerSlam is on, on a saturday i can't remember the last time a wwe did a pay-per-view on a saturday So maybe it'll be more of a fun party atmosphere. They're in Las Vegas. Everybody knows that Las Vegas is a little bit of a party city. (laughs) Really? Could you explain that? Could you explain that for the people at home? uh, 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 Amy, for the people at home, uh, for for everyone out in England, (laughs) explain to them what Las Vegas is. Okay, I'll do it. uh, uh, The mob and the Mormon church got together and bought a huge strip of land out in the middle of nowhere. No, for real. The Mormons and the mob came together <laughs> and did this, okay? Very strange. Um, and it was a great way to launder money throughout the 50s and 60s and 70s. And then it got really corporate after the year 2000. So now that they know what Las Vegas is, that's where it's going to be at. You know, uh, legalized prostitution. Uh, the cops look turn the other way if you want to do a little blow and stuff. It's a very strange uh, uh, city. But uh, 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 that's so. Rumor is that you have like a house there. That that, I that you might know. I, wish, I have a good friend named Michael Roth, uh, who uh, has a few properties there that I might be invested in, but I don't like <laughs> own the houses and it's I don't own any of the homes in their entirety. But uh, uh, there there might be something going on there. But uh, uh, it threw me off, you know. Hey, Mike. <laughs> Can't wait to see you again. Uh, good friend of mine. Um, we worked in a real estate investment trust briefly together. Um, what was that? What was oh, yeah. Las Vegas is a great city. So maybe that should add to the, like, hype of the whole show. But, in a, you know, like, something really strange. Uh, Manny Pacquiao is fighting 
on the same day in the same city at the MGM Grand. So it's just going to, I think, just might lead to a very weird uh, vibe. Mm. Uh, in terms of John Cena coming back, it would be great. I don't know if it, I don't know if he comes back for a match at SummerSlam though. It's just too soon. I think maybe he comes back for an appearance, but it wouldn't make sense to have The Rock do an appearance and John Cena do an appearance. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, I mean, the, and Brock Lesnar has a lot of history uh, in Las Vegas. He had a lot of MMA fights in Las Vegas. Uh, I don't know, man. It seems like a strange. Um, as they're running out of time to make that WrestleMania card, you know. That they're saying. So, so here's here's what I'm hearing. What I'm hearing from our super secret inside sources, aka the internet, is uh, that Lesnar is coming back to Raw. And and that he's going to challenge Bobby Lashley, and that he'll be the one to beat Bobby. Um. And that Cena is going to be facing Roman, and that Cena is going to put Roman over. And then, you know, he, he's going to go on and on and on about uh, you know, Roman and Paul Heyman are going to go on and on and on about how he beat Cena and da 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 da. And that makes him the the true tribal chief. And then that's going to lead to the rock at WrestleMania. Now that they've got a little bit of time and build up and uh, they know that people are going to be back in the fans, you know, in the stands full time. But they have Um, only uh, 50 days to do all this. It's a lot set up in 50 days, 51 uh, days or something. I, I agree. But at the, at the end of the day, they've been doing rush jobs on everything for years. So. Rush uh, jobs, pulling out, climax it's too crazy. early some days. Too early all the time. <laughs> too early. That morning experience. I can't, I, uh, I can't criticize them for that. But for the other <laughs> stuff, I'm very upset about. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, so, I, I mean, I don't know. I If you had seen it come back, how would you book it? I mean, you you literally book shows for a living. So, yeah, no, so no, if I, you had seen it come back, how would you book um, it? Um... Wow. Uh, yeah, obviously the, the the angle for John Cena is pretty clear, and that's Goldberg. No, it's Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's clearly uh, him and Roman Reigns. Um, but you know, I don't know. I don't know if he just comes back and you set the match, or he, you know what? You know how WWE likes to do things. Uh, John Cena will have a uh, an appearance on um, the Tonight Show with Jimmy Kimmel, or with uh, um, the guy who always laughs at his own jokes. He's horrible. He was in the baseball movie with Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, he'll go on Jimmy Fallon's horrible show, and he'll say, uh, I'd like to come back and and show Roman Reigns' mouth up. And the crowd will go, ooh. And then they'll play it on Raw and just make the match, because that's how it seems like things are going. You know what I mean? Like, they like to say, oh, John Cena announced he will be wrestling Roman Reigns at SummerSlam on um, Jimmy Fallon's show, you know? Amy, explain to the uh, British fan, fans out there who Jimmy Fallon is. <laughs> no, um, I'm pretty sure they know. I'm pretty he, sure. like most talk show comedians, are failed comedians that decide to get a talk show gig. He's like, he's like 60% as talented as Adam Sandler with not as much of the wholesome funniness that Adam Sandler. <laughs> Their souls are dying every show they host. <laughs> you know, I, 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 here's a little insider information. I heard that Jimmy Fallon, um, uh, he hates his own show in comedy, and he drinks profusely every night. 
and uh, that's like a, a secret. Like he hates the he hates how um, like he would like to be edgier and funnier, but because he's on the Tonight Show and it's completely a brand now, where his writers come. Like I hear that he is literally drunk every every day. Like he he tapes a show and then he just gets like trashed and he doesn't even care what the jokes are. He just goes and does it. Jeez Louise. Well, uh, there you have it, folks. This has gone off on. Uh, How far has the Tonight Show fallen? A, a classic, a classic <laughs> tangent. A classic Nellio tangent. Here we are, and uh, we have completely gotten off the topic. And he's completely somehow avoided the question that I actually asked him. What about a, how about a shock? How about we do something shocking and, and John Cena comes back and beats Roman Reigns for the title and he has his 19th title and it's more than Ric Flair ever did. Or I mean, not 17th, 17th, whatever it is. <laughs> uh, and it's more, it's more than Ric Flair. And uh, that would actually be shocking. You know what I mean? Because what you said is probably, it makes more sense, but uh, it wouldn't shock anybody, you know? And uh, uh, John Cena already put over Roman Reigns like a couple of years ago, didn't he? clean as yeah yeah he said you failed as a as a wrestler that's why i have to come back because part-timers are better than them like that was actually great all that was great yeah 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 you know i hadn't thought about that but that i remember that segment now yeah um like he like just and i I mean i don't know like if that was the truth or whatever but like they made it seem like they told them both to go out there and just shoot on each other i don't think that was the case but john cena made roman reigns look really really uh amateur yeah, mm-hmm. him. and considering like the that a lot of people have always uh criticized John Cena on his like lackluster, just you know, uh, two dimensional promos and him like rifling killing Roman Reigns, you know, was pretty mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, that's like when he uh when he opened up on The Rock about having his notes on his wrist, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like that was that was another great john cena promo he's like at least i don't have that you know at least i don't have that my script written on my wrist nice tattoo or whatever it was right yeah. um <laughs> it was a shows. very English promo because at one point he said yeah i came back and i made the united states title relevant and i was like hey well dude, dude. <laughs> like you're I mean, stepping out of kayfabe brother like that's a if, if it was in the reality of the wwe that's a really dickish heel thing to say but of course everyone at home was like oh yeah he really did he came back he lost Kevin Owens. Yeah, i mean he, he did like, though he's not he wrong no he 100 did but only a heel would say that in the context of the show yeah for like, sure it was one of those things where it was like what, what are you talking about but it was wonderful <laughs> fair i don't remember fair. their chemistry in the match though and, and roman reigns wrestles completely differently as a heel he's like he's wonderful as a heel yeah so i love i love the heel match world. yeah yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think and listen, John Cena. Listen for, and, and I'm gonna piss off some internet wrestling cretins that sit in their mother's oh, no. basements right now. But, but, um, you know, for all those people, I remember going to Survivor Series in 2006, um, in Philadelphia, right? And I remember parking my car, and uh, me and my my college roommate Matt and uh, my buddy. Chuck, who is actually my realtor right now, and he listens to the show. Hi, Chuck. Um, you know, we we got out and we were we were going to the show, and these guys are in the parking lot going, "Cena fucking sucks, fuck Cena!" Right, and they're just you know all these tailgaters are just like, you know, starting the Cena sucks chance outside of the stadium before the show has even started, right? And, uh, <laughs> and I remember walking into the show and being like, "Listen, I know Cena is not like the most appealing character in the world, but." The dude doesn't have bad matches. 
Mm-hmm. I want you guys to go back and tell me like and like I started like saying to like random people who were just like cursing out John Cena were walking in I'm like and like I'm like I'm going to 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 get concessions or whatever and like I and some guys just like randomly yelling and screaming shit and I'm like dude can you tell me the last time you saw a bad John Cena match and he was like that's not the point man I was like well yeah. it kind of is because it's a wrestling show right like you know um and say what you will but i can't remember a a pay-per-view where john cena had a bad match and i remember he's had some mediocre matches yeah i i know bad booked ones but yeah but i'm not talking about the booking i'm talking about the performance skill yeah the skill in the ring i mean listen is was he limited for a long time what they let him do Yes, mm-hmm. but had, did he show, especially towards the end of that last run there, that he could step out of that box and do other mm-hmm. stuff? Yes, right. So I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like that John Cena got massively, um, he got a, a massive amount of go home heat for you know because people didn't want to buy into his hustle, loyalty, and respect vibe in the two thousands, right? But, yeah. um, but. At the end of the day, like he was like modern Hulk Hogan, you know, um, eat your vitamins and, and you know, take also, your vitamins, uh, eat your weeds. It was, it was always been the perception to me that like John Cena has never been accepted as kind of like one of the like boys, you know. Yeah. Like, when he came in, he was a body guy, um, and he was what was with what uh, Ron Bassman trained him, right? And I guess like his uh, family was incredibly wealthy, like at least like millionaires, and uh, he never had to worry about anything during his time at developmental or training i guess this is a this is not this is just me uh repeating what i've heard and that when he came in he just was not a respected guy they just thought he was a body guy who grew up incredibly privileged and that he wasn't a guy who was uh ripping uh marks uh, off for money and uh uh you know like a scam artist like wrestlers seem to take pride in Mm. uh like you know i uh, so, like, he was kind of not seen as, you know, a, one of the boys, you know, early on. And when you have a weird locker room full of carny ripoff artists, and then you have John Cena, who grew up wealthy, looked like a million bucks, and, like, like wasn't, you know, that guy. You know, he was, you know, and I think that lends to a lot of the, like, early fuck Cena stuff. And then I think eventually he kind of grew out of it, or, or those carnies, those original new carnies showed up. Uh, who weren't aware of all that stuff and they were made to respect them. So I think there's that tipping point right about um, the Nexus. I think post-Nexus Cena and pre-Nexus Cena, like whatever that is, like I think is where it kind of changes, uh, uh, where he had no respect in the locker room, you know, before mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And and I don't know, I, just, I feel like him and Roman, it could do it could do everything. Right. Like the WWE fan base has been like, we're seeing the same stuff over and over again. Well, yeah, but listen, you get Cena reigns at SummerSlam and you get Cena reigns two at Survivor Series. You know what I mean? I don't think fans are going to be complaining about that because they're going to get a show that, you know what I mean? Like they're going to get a a show that they're like, oh, this was awesome. This is a completely (laughs) different John Cena. Like, number one, he has hair. He's married, uh, not to Nikki Bella. And he just seems more mature. You know, he's a guy who really, I think, is, I think before he was a wrestler who was an actor. Now he's at that point where he's like a pretty funny actor. uh, But I really feel like he's head, head first into the acting thing. And 
I think there was a point when The Rock was like, oh, he's a really interesting actor. And then it was like, no, no, The Rock is an actor. Uh, I think was, he, he played like a gay, uh, a gay character uh, in like some sort of like crime thing. And it wasn't a main character. And The Rock was wonderful. I think that was that tipping point where people were like, oh, wait, it's not just, he's just not The Rock, like the Scorpion King beating guys up, you know, walking tall where he does a rock bottom and stuff like that. He's an actual actor. I think John Cena's hit that point now. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a different John Cena. So let's see. Also, I don't. I, I, I've heard he has like a ring uh, uh, installed wherever he is. Like where if he has a shoot or whatever. He he's actually does spend time in the ring still. So mm. you know, I would expect him not to be too rusty. You know? Yeah, yeah. And you know, so so I would feel, I'd feel pretty good about Cena coming back at this point. You know, I think it's been long enough now where the fans are longing for a hint of what they were getting in the ruthless aggression era. You know what I mean? Um, and, and we just aren't getting that right now. Um, I think and- professional wrestling, especially WWE, I'm sorry to cut you off. Like, I think something with these, um, these releases is I think there's going to be an even bigger change coming in like a simplification. I don't know if that's what you're going to say, but mm-hmm. I think they even realize that there's like, a, there's something that's ch- that needs to change, you know, and that's one of the reasons why they released so many of these people. But what were you going to say? Ted? Well, what I was going to say is, is, you know, whenever the raw rate, like Amy always likes to make the joke and she does it on Twitter all the time that, uh, Oh, the raw ratings have dropped up. Oh, we're going to have to do a, you know, a, a retro night. night or a legends night. Right. And, by that they mean like pulling Ric Flair out in a wheelchair and him going, woo, you know, you know, um, but, but realistically at this point, it doesn't need to be Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan. It can be Batista. It can be Cena. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't even have to be attitude era guys because those guys were still draws. Batista was a draw. And I just, I just talked about how I was on, I was at survivor series. No six. Right. That's when, that's when Batista beat Booker for the title, right? And I, I got to tell you, the house popped, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. The house really popped for Batista. Uh, he was super over. So I, I feel like, you know, those, those things can still happen, but we can do it with people that are a little bit younger and a little bit more believable when they're standing up to somebody, right? Like Hulk Hogan gets bashed by somebody and he stands in the ring and takes the glasses off and looks around with the wild eyes, but everyone's like, listen, if, if he blows on you too hard, you're going to fall and break your hips. So you just need to calm the fuck down right now. You know? Um, and I feel like that that's what Cena and, and that ilk of people have still to offer. And that's what Edge offers right now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I in no way think that Edge can beat Roman Reigns for the title because he's lost every match he's been in for the past six months. But it is what it is. Um, Amy, we we haven't gotten to hear a whole lot from you. Nelly and I have kind of dominated this no, one. No, you're good. No, I'm like I, I have no problem with Cena. Like I grew up like the when Cena was going through his. I'm talking to Buddy Murphy right now. Sorry. Oh, please, 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 please. Wait, are you for real right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh! Breaking news here on Rewind Wrestling Radio. <laughs> Sorry, right, you guys. Um, what I we lost got? my train of thought there. I got st- starstruck for a second. Um, starstruck. Um, I never. It's went really through- humid in South Florida, and he's living room right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, well, growing up, like Cena was like 
when I was a kid, Cena was the guy. So like I yeah. grew up like loving Cena because I was a child and uh, that was the demographic that they were trying to put Cena to, especially when he got into like the 2010s and stuff like that. Thanks for reminding us that we're old. I'm only, well, all right. 2010, I was a teenager, but, but um, no, I'm excited. Cause like one thing you pointed out with like his, his uh, progression to being hated just because like he, it's not that he couldn't go in the ring. It was about how he's booked and they didn't like the fact that he was mm-hmm. being pushed to the top and the fact that it mirrors reigns in such a perfect way. Cause mm-hmm. that that's reigns problem. He had good matches. He may have mm-hmm. not been as good as on, on promos as Cena was, but he had great matches but because the fans knew that that was the guy, this is the one WWE wants to be like the, the main eventer and everything like that, the fans rejected him. And I always love when they bring that into play. And like Roman can even put it over Cena now. I did the one thing you can't do, and it's being a bastard. So like maybe that's something that they could bring into the, um, the feud. And I, I'll be I, – from what I remember their match a couple of years ago, I thought it was great. I wish in hindsight Roman didn't win because that would have been great to put over now for mm. Cena to come back and say, you couldn't beat me, so I'm about to take your title. But Monday morning quarterbacking, they couldn't have known that. But I'm excited. Yeah. I, I always enjoy big, the big four usually. Yeah, I, so. I think the big four usually are usually pretty cool as well. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, my friends. it's uh, It's been a really fun episode and we've gotten some good debate in here and some good uh some good conversation in here which is something we haven't gotten to just sit and do in a long time i i kind of miss having the whole fam here uh we did hear back yeah you life. know uh i'm really disappointed in ivy uh, you know for being uh unable to attend today i was gonna say that was stupid and uh, uh i'm really 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 disappointed in tyler because i told him a long time ago to stop playing with toys Well, I'll tell you what. How do you expect to get some ass if you're still playing with toys, Tyler? That's a shoot, Daddy. <laughs> That's a shoot, Daddy. Well, I'll tell you what, my friends. Uh, it's been it's been an excellent episode, and we want to say thank you so much for joining us here on Rewind Wrestling Radio. Please remember to like, comment, share, subscribe. Please remember. Oh, uh, the first season, all... the first the first comedy show of a monthly series at CCW. I'm bringing uh, comedians. Uh, per, most of them are just personal friends of mine, but uh, <clears throat> bringing a comedian a month and one wrestler, and then some other comedians like will fill out the show. So uh, uh, first up is uh, it's July seventeenth at the CCW Arena. First up is a personal friend of mine, Esther Koo. It's been on uh, Girl Code on MTV, Wildin' Out. She's he, she's hilarious. Um, yeah, and then. Uh, 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 Botavian is up first uh, for the wrestlers, so it's going to be Esther, Bo, a couple uh, good comedians, uh, friends of mine. I'll be hosting the show. I'll just be doing my normal material. I'm not going to do wrestling material, but if you guys want to come um, watch a uh, watch that, uh, it's on ccwrestlingfl.com. On the same night, though, there is a wrestling show uh, at Opalaka 305 Night Slam. Uh, so you're going to have to choose: you're going to watch comedy or you're going to watch CCW Professional Wrestling <clears throat> at Opalaka. Uh, it's a car show thing but that being said every month a new comedian already working on a pretty big comedian for august and that's going to be really fun just something to break the monotony of professional wrestling all the time uh you get to watch uh you know uh you know i don't know if cha-cha charlie will do it but maybe you'll do see i have a cha-cha charlie 
you know, set 10, 12 minutes, see what he can do, uh, and some other comedians like that, and see if they can enter the world uh, of stand-up comedy, see how easy it really is, uh, guys. But check that out, ccwrestlingfl.com, SRQ, uh, July 17th. Sorry, so, I'm, I've been meaning to say it. And obviously, when uh, when Nelio says that he had, he's in talks with someone big, I mean, it could just be someone that just got out of jail. Who knows? You know, exactly. they could be uh, it could be That's sponsored know, by Jello. So you know, exactly. There's always room for pudding. Uh, so, oh my goodness, no, no, I would love that. Uh, <laughs> one of the greatest, actually, one of the one of the guys who uh, uh, I was, yeah, I was 18 years old, and I went to a show. Uh, I was 19, I think. Because it was at University of Illinois in Champaign-Urbana, and I went to a show. It was like a three-hour stand-up set with Mr. Yellow Pudding, and uh, it made me it made me want to be a stand-up comic. And I, yeah. That being said, folks. That being said, folks. He's a Don't piece of garbage. He's a, he's a piece of garbage, and we would never yeah, actually anything, hire him anywhere or anything like that. We're just being funny, exactly. and uh, we're not trying to get sued or kicked off YouTube. So, no, I mean, you, anyway. no, he he'll never work again, you know. But but uh, uh, what was I going to say? Nobody knows. The but folks, folks, listen. You know remember what? To like, you know what's no, crazy? no, stop, 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 stop. It's like. <laughs> For years, do they even make Jello Jigglers anymore? Like, is that even? A- All right, and ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, <laughs> please remember to like, comment, share, subscribe. Please remember to follow us across all social media platforms. Amy and uh, Ivy have been doing a fantastic job with our social media, so thank you so much for that. And uh, you can find us at at w r e w i n d p o d c a s t, and we will catch you next time.